Boom. <laughs> We're live-ish, I hope. Let's see. Come on down. It's what, Monday the 11th of 12, 2023, and we're talking about anything and everything. I, I, I'm back from the six-day silent meditation retreat with Angelo DeLulo and the gang of wonderful humans, and I'm ready to cause some havoc. Let's uh, grab your, your chat here. Hang on. Hopefully this works. Pop out chat, and boom. I got no agenda, people. I don't even know why I'm going live. Albin Martinez, what's up? Nothing, literally nothing has ever happened. And yet all of this, isn't that weird? <laughs> Mind can't understand it. Emily Anderson, Sarah Starin, Texas is in the house. Nice, Juliet Pink in New Zealand, present. Good to see you guys. Uh, what's new, man? The highlight of my Monday, Teresa? Man, your Monday is not going well if I'm the... <laughs> I'm the highlight of it. That's sweet of you though. Hi, June. Hi, Alan. Are you team UAP or UFO? I'm team I don't know. I have no idea about anything anymore. And it's such a relief. It's such a relief just not to know. Knowingly not know. Hi, Sandra. Nicodemus. Nice. What's up from Sydney, Australia? Um, Angelo's doing a retreat in Sydney in um, April. He just announced it like 50 to 80 people, it'll fit. So if you're in the uh, Australian area, go to the Simply Always Awake website and sign up for that. I can't get all the way there for a retreat because I could I could sit at home or do, a, do an online retreat uh, or set one up, which I probably will do for supporters, um, for people who subscribe for the, you know, to my uh, platforms on locals, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, um, et cetera for the like five bucks a month or whatever, we'll probably do a supporter uh, online meditation retreat. Those are very powerful. You think, oh, what's it like just sitting with like 50 people online in silence? And it's like, ah, you don't know until you do it. And then you realize it's not you doing it. And then you realize what's doing what? And then you realize what's been living my life all this time. And then you realize it's empty, nothing. <laughs> That's complete aliveness. And it's always been that. And it was never you. And yet here you are. And the mind can't hold that paradox at all, so it just stops. And then you just see reality as it is, which is indescribability, ineffability, unknowability, and a strange kind of gratitude arises for the fact that there's something rather than no thing. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, an online retreat sounds like an oxymoron, <laughs> Rochelle Richard, it does, right? <laughs> Like you're here, you are trying to avoid devices and you're glued to a laptop or to an iPhone for three days straight in silence. Uh, it's uh, it's a thing. It's a, it's a no thing. Hi, Sandy. RN from Arizona. Man, I was just sitting out on the street in front of the studio and I got recognized by an RN who saw me speak at the Cleveland Clinic Empathy Summit a few years ago. And um, it's just lovely to connect with people in that way because it's known now, like it used to be a very egoic thing and there's still ego there, right? But it's known now that I was never doing any of this. Like this is life connecting with itself and you just sit back and go, damn, what a thing like that any of this even is happening. Uh, and it's beautiful. And um, there's a there's an outpouring of compassion for for the entire human condition because it's just so exactly what it is. There's no really way, there's no good way to talk about this, but people who know what I'm pointing at, and I think everybody knows what I'm pointing at at some instinctual level. It's just, it's apparently obscured by layers of mind identification and the fact that consciousness is really, awareness is just stuck in thought thinking it's this. Um, but it, it's, it's, our, it's our true nature is this availability, is life living itself uh, in this way. Cardiac drummer, what a great handle. Uh, do kids at uh, your children's school ask if you're in a cult? Not a dig, just kids' brains age jump to that conclusion. Greetings from Oklahoma. No, it's not just kids. Adults wonder if we're in a cult. When we were when we were at this retreat in North Carolina with Angelo, 250 people, many of them healthcare people, doctors, there was like a CT surgeon there. There was like all these physicians. Um, we're all sitting in silence and people are having, you know, energetic phenomena happen because that happens 
out of retreat, in retreat, these sort of energetic jolts that pass through the body, feeling a flow of energy in the body. And it's just, you become more sensitive to that. And in a group setting, it can become quite contagious. And Violet, Angela's partner at night, she has her channel, Violet Synergy. She does these sound meditations with these sound singing bowls and this thing that she plays. And dude, the energy is like jumping out and people are like, they're vocalizing and crying and shit's happening. And I was looking out at this, I was feeling all of it. I knew exactly what it was. And the part of my doctor mind was like, so this is now officially a cult. This is now like a Pentecostal church with people speaking in tongues. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's totally from the standpoint of the mind, it just, it's not conceivable uh, that, that this is anything to be trusted, right? And yet from the standpoint of reality, like what this is, it's like, oh, this is it. I mean, this is just what's happening. And it's, it's really kind of perfect. So as far as my kids go, they just think mom and dad are weird and have always been weird, but it's all fine. They kind of get that that's just how it is. And uh, it's not for them right now because they're still forming an identity. They're still forming a separate self. They're still doing the hero's journey that you have to do before, you know, the part of the hero's journey that is the death of the separate self and the seeing through it. And then the, re the coming back, the return home as the human fully in a way that you can't explain, but it is so perfectly correct. You're more human feeling than you ever were, which means the ups and downs, all that are felt, but none of them are believed to be exactly what you are. It's really kind of awesome. Church of the Bald Guy, Emily Anderson. That's me. <laughs> um, hi, One Red Cat. Thanks for being a subscriber. We're gonna do that subscriber retreat soon. Um, Nicodemus is also as an infectious diseases MD. Welcome to the show, brother or sister. Uh, this place, I've realized now, uh, so this is something, because I just had a, I met with a friend from retreat who's a, a radiologist um, here in uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And we were talking about this and talking about what is our seat assignment this go around as a person, and we talked about our struggles in medicine and what that kind of suffering that brought us to awakening and then realization of like, oh, wow, reality is just what it is. It's really quite simple. The mind can't understand it because it's so simple, so so pristine, the kind of clarity of it. But it, but then, so what's the role of like our seat assignment? Like what is Z-Dog in this? And I, I explained to them, I was like, you know, for me, it's been this kind of, oh, brother, nice, Nick. Nicodemus, uh, Nicodemus. Um, for me, it's been the struggle of like resisting the identity of the one who's on YouTube having, you know, as a, as a um, influencer and all of that um, and has this, you know, group of healthcare practitioners that are along for the ride and has to do these videos and have this sort of persona and uh, all of that. And so I went from fully mind identified with that, like that's who I am, you know, before all this to the resistance, like, well, that's what's keeping me from realization. Like it's, it's the uh, identification with this character and this role and this like, thing of the the YouTube doctor guy that does these things that is preventing this release into nothingness, infinity, <laughs> to the realization that that's fucking bullshit. Like even, what, what are you resisting? Like everything is exactly as it is, all of it. And that was clear in retreat. It was like the thing, the Z-Dog thing, this, what we're doing now, the fact that like, there's all these healthcare people that like are in this space that some of whom are interested in awakening and that kind of thing. And some of whom think it's total culty, crazy bullshit. And some who just wanna transform medicine and some who just wanna transform their own misery and suffering in healthcare, whether they're a nurse or a respiratory therapist or a doctor or a psychiatry PA or whatever they are, whatever their identity is, they've had enough. Um, and so what is stopping life from living itself? Well, nothing can do that. And so the resistance itself is 
another identity. It's another, so it's not that this is preventing awakening, whatever that is, or further realization, whatever that is. It's that there's mind identification and identity, and part of that is resisting this and going, oh, this can't be right. This can't be what I do. Fuck that. Reality is no way. It can be anything, and it shows up exactly as it does. And the fact that it shows up as whatever it's showing up as is the justification for its existence. It is the perfection. It is the unconditional love of, of it just being what it is. And it couldn't be otherwise because it's this. And so all of our apparent desire to push and pull on reality, on, on trying to make it something that it's not, resist it or push it away or pull it towards us, have more of it, that's all just mind. It's all just thought. It's all just one thought happening right now and now and now and now. This thought and this thought and this thought and this thought and this thought. And that, that it's all fine. It's all fine. But what's interesting is that can be seen clearly for what it is by what's living it which is not describable, not knowable by the mind, not graspable. In fact, an infinite mystery, never knowable. So every time the mind wants to formulate a perfect theory of reality, it can keep going and going and going and it will never touch what this is because this is well beyond any conceptual formulation because all conceptual formulations appear in and as it. So punchline is, Z-Dog MD, Zubin Damania, all these characters, all these identities, they just show up whenever the fuck they want. They're gonna do whatever they want. And right now they wanna go live and talk to y'all. And it's fine. It's totally fine. Hey, sorry to interrupt this episode. It's Dr. Z. Just a quick pitch here. If you can just leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, it helps us a lot. I also wanna hear what you think about this episode when you're done listening. Hello at zdogmd.com. It's the best way for me to hear your voice because the emails come right to me and we don't have a comment section on most podcast platforms. Maybe Spotify has one, but nobody else does. So it really gets your voice involved on episodes, especially that don't have a video. And the third thing is if you wanna be a part of this community and support the show, join our supporter tribe, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. You can join on YouTube, Locals, Facebook, Instagram. You get live videos with me where we're talking about these things in depth, uncensored, and your comments are fully incorporated as in real time. And then we do these Zoom meetings where it's really like a beautiful community where we share our experiences on the awakening journeyless journey. How are we gonna transform ourselves so we can transform healthcare and education and government because those systems are epiphenomena of us. Until we wake up, those systems will stay asleep. They'll, they're just an expression of our own delusion. So being a part of that, it supports this message so others can hear it. And it also allows for our own collective growth. So we need each other in that way. It's really, really, really tightly interwoven and interdependent. That's it. Back to your regular schedule, regularly scheduled show. Alan says, being retired, I find not giving a fuck what others think of me is liberating. Not that I give anyone reason to think ill of me, but when working, uh, not a single person in my department understood my work. Well, so this feeling that we want to be seen or that somehow we live in relation with others and that's our identity is so deeply ingrained in humans because we're social creatures that even in a silent retreat, this was a big part of my sitting this time, was noticing that in silence with eyes closed where Angelo has given us permission to be completely selfish, meaning don't worry about anybody else, don't make eye, you don't have to make eye contact, you don't have to acknowledge other people's existence for six days, you just sit with them in silence and everybody supports each other energetically by having the same intention, which is to dive inward to your true nature and explore whatever that is fully, without any reservation. So all the meals are planned, all the schedule is planned, you don't have to think, you just show up, go through the motions and go inward. Well, even in that setting with eyes closed, I am acutely aware of the others in the room, and emotions and thoughts arise. What is this person feeling? Are they okay? This person's crying. Are they okay? Oh, you know, this person's here because of me. Are they okay? And it's always this in relation to this. And I resisted that. I was like, God, you know, why can't I just stop? Why can't this seeking of validation by the mere existence of others, this relationality to other humans, which I know I've had the insight that it's not real, there's all appearance. 
why can't it stop? I need to push it away. I need to resist it. I need to recognize it in every moment and stress about it. Can't you see how that just continues this mind identification, this process in consciousness where it's reflection going to reflection, going to thought. That's not what this is. What this is is exactly what it is. So right now it's showing up as concern for others. Right now it's showing up as infinite compassion for suffering. Right now it's showing up as the concern of what this person thinks of me and noticing that and letting it be. But weirdly at no point believing it at no point really deeply believing it. And then there's this beautiful lightness of being where everything is in its right place occurring. And honestly, it's so simple, the mind can't believe that that's what it is. That's what awakening or the awakened state is. It's not a state. It's not a thing. It's so simple. It's simpler prior to all of that. Uh, And it's really quite beautiful. But again, as social creatures, So yeah, not giving a fuck is great, but giving a fuck is also perfect. It's also part of this. It's also so deeply human and so perfectly beautiful. And sometimes it's our resistance to these things that generates the suffering. It's not the thing in and of itself. Um, Are Macs or Windows better? Jesse Zhang. So I would have told you Macs. 20 years ago, I would have told you Windows. Right now, I'll tell you, there is no true position in an absolute sense. And uh, it's just whatever's happening is showing up. So right now, if Macs are better is showing up for you, then that's the entire truth. And if Windows is better is showing up for you, that's the entire truth. And there's relative truths. Like in a relative world, maybe Windows works really well if you work in a hospital, because that's what all of hospitals run on. And Macs work really well if you're creative and you want things just to be easy and like a Mac... um, I have an M2 Mac Studio that runs, that's streaming this right now in 4K, perfect resolution at a 60 uh, hertz refresh rate, you know, at full 4K resolution with not a hiccup. And it's doing a bunch of other stuff on my uh, computer right now simultaneously without any problem. Well, it turns out the Mac was really good for that without any fan noise because the M2 chip doesn't run hot. It's quite power efficient. So it doesn't kick on a fan that would then be picked up by my microphone. So for this application right now, Mac is best. That could change five minutes from now if there's a different application that comes up. Um, It's a good question. It's funny. Um, One Red Cat says, I'm starting the journey. Question for you. How do you not get into existential crisis mode when thinking about all of it? Okay, what a great question. Yeah, and Windows if you're a gamer, Grace. (laughs) Exactly. All you can play is Resident Evil Village on on Mac. That's pretty much it. Um, Not quite, but it's close. Okay, existential crisis mode is where there's a feeling and a a thought, because you keyed is when thinking about it is what you said, right? There's a feeling and a thought that when you touch into this, what reality is. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be very direct. So if this is bothersome to you, I, I would turn it off right now or skip ahead. Uh, after the live, okay? Um, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop into this right now with you of what reality is right now, because it's only right now. And then I want you to watch your mind if it shows up and starts telling stories about this, because that's where the existential sort of terror can come up. It's an emotional feeling that then creates a thought storm of explanation, like, oh my God, no, that's the void. And oh my God, that's like death. Or, oh my God, I don't know what that is. Mind hates that. Mind hates not knowing what something is. So I'll point at what this is, knowing it's unknowable by the mind, okay? Right now, right here, in your experience of sight and sound and sensation in the body, There's just those experiences and there's something else. There's thought. And if you kind of drop into what is a thought and you look at them carefully in experience, you'll notice they come out of what? Kind of nothingness, awakeness. 
and they dissolve back into this awakeness. And this awakeness itself can be felt, experienced as a spacious, kind of fills the whole room, presence, fluid, substanceless substance, and thoughts just seem to congeal in and as this awake, spacious presence. And then there's visual forms. There's the sound of my voice. There's sensations in the hands and behind the face and behind the eyes and in the lower stomach. Sensation of breath at the tip of the nose or in the mouth. And then this spacious, awake, fluidity that thoughts just swim in. Like, oh, there's a thought, like a little bird flying through this stuff and dissolving back into it, like cloud dissolving into sky. And all of this is occurring radiantly right here and right now. And those are our six sense gates, sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, and thought. They're all radiant appearances and thought just is more, it's more of the same. It's just experienced as this spacious, infinite, imaginative substrate in which if you pay attention, everything you think you know about yourself, about the world, about your birth, about your upbringing, about your relationships, about your job, about anything you know is simply another bird congealing out of that cloud material, that sky, and then disappearing just now and now and now. And so how can any of that be you, what you actually are, when it's realized right here and now that even consciousness, even thought, even that infinite open spaciousness and all the visual forms and the sound and the sensations and the smells and the tastes, they're all just what they are, appearance. And they're radiating in and as a complete nothing. A no thing that's beyond consciousness, that's beyond that awake presence, that is the being from which that awake presence emerges and radiates in and as. And even that is kind of story, but it can be felt now. Complete, empty radiance, impermanent, all of the six sense gates, your entire life story the entire story of the human race, the Big Bang, the Middle East, your neighbor Bob, all of it, radiant appearance in an infinite no thing that has always and already eternally been this now. All that is, all that ever was, all that can be, Nothing inside or outside, only this. Nothing happening but appearance. Falling away and falling away and falling away. And was it ever here at all? And feeling into the body and looking at the visual field all the way into the peripheral vision where things are so indistinct that there's no grasping, there's no ownership, there's no subject and object, there's just that. And this is how it's always been. This empty beingness is what lives this life and has always been all the way back into your earliest childhood memories that you thought was you, was also exactly 
this. So, why would that cause existential terror to touch the face of infinity, of what is, of your true nature, of the truth, living truth, of this moment and all moments? The unknowability, the complete mystery of this no thing that you are springing into everything the relative and the absolute as not to. Well, that vibrating consciousness, that sixth sense gate, is where all thought happens and all story happens. And that gate in humans is the result of reflective conditioning and it is terrified of the unknown. It's terrified of meaninglessness from the standpoint of mind, meaning, well, what's the purpose? What's the meaning? Knowing that when you touch this, which is always here, it's always what you are. When you touch it knowingly and mind relaxes and the labels fall away and it's just camera, monitor, light, without those labels, just what they are that meaning becomes entirely meaningless. And the meaning is just that it is, but the mind cannot go there and it starts to generate fear, stories. It pulls back from experience into consciousness out of the senses, out of the other senses and generates mind identification, a separate self, a story, gotta go to work, that fucking bitch at work is killing me by yelling at me all the time. And I wish she would, I would get a new supervisor and I got to do my fricking all the forms and paperwork when I get home and God damn it. And the heaven that is spread upon the earth collapses into the hell of mind identification in an instant. And it's one thought. It's always one thought that's vibrating, that's creating that separation. Whew, that was quite a ride. Who's texting me? Okay. Interesting how many of life's problems this can solve when it's felt makes no sense when the mind tries to grasp it, David Clark. Perfectly expressed, that's right. There, it's not even that it solves problems, right, David? Because the problems are generated by the mind. It's seen that there is no problem. There was never a problem to solve. That's just mind doing what mind does, that everything is just exactly this. And again, that it's gonna sound crazy to mind. If you're looking at this through the lens of mind, it's gonna sound crazy, but there's a part of you deeply that's like, I kind of grok what he's saying. And for some of you that have had some of this unfold, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. Can't say anything about it, yeah. Um, mm, yeah, cardiac drummer. Yeah, and Alan, it's just love and miracles out of nowhere. Kansas, the band. Kansas was, they were enlightened Zen gurus apparently because that's exactly it. Oh, that's my daughter, hang on. Yes, yes. She's asking me a question. She's going to walk somewhere. Um, Emily Anderson, then what you're saying is Hitler was nothing. To see, this is exactly where the mind goes. And it always goes to Hitler. It always goes to Hitler. So when you hear this kind of message, the mind goes, well, he's saying Hitler was nothing. He's saying the Holocaust was nothing. He's saying the Middle East is nothing. He's saying babies being killed is nothing. He's saying, you know, this, 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 you know, like Emily, Trump isn't real. No, it's all completely real as an appearance. And 
it's also completely exactly what is. So you can actually feel all the compassion in the world for the mind identification that leads Hitler to, to murder 6 million Jews and create a world war. You can feel all of that and also realize all of this was a vibration in consciousness. Like reality doesn't care. The entire universe could disappear and reality wouldn't blink because reality is infinite possibility. It's pure potentiality and it's what you are. You're not this. Well, actually, hmm. you're also this. It, it, it gets really hard to talk about. So this is real. This is real as real as a vivid dream is real. Hmm? You still experience it. So in that sense, it's perfectly real. So do you want to experience being tortured to death? No. Do you want to experience hurting other people? Probably not, unless you're a psychopath. So in that sense, it's quite palpable, but it's also seen as, okay, yeah, the, yeah, but it is like a dream, that we are the stuff dreams are made of. And so as a result, everything is actually perfect. It's actually all as well. Now, if Hitler had that realization as a being, if Hitler had this realization of truth, of what he actually was, of what we all are, would what happened have happened? And the answer is it's inconceivable. Well, nothing's inconceivable because the mind can conceive anything. It's really unlikely. It really is. It's just really unlikely. Um, yeah, dose boy, reality is infinite possibility. Look, stop, stop, stop what you're doing. Stop right here, right now. What is, what, what, what is this? What is this? Before any thoughts, what is this? It's ungraspable, completely ephemeral, indescribable, this moment, now, infinite possibility, empty of any substance, and yet full of everything that it could ever be possibly is this. Just have to stop, the mind just stops, gives up, stop, oh, there it is. Very simple, so simple mind doesn't believe that that's what it was seeking all this time. Natalie Vancouver says, this way of thinking sounds like my uh, ex-husband of over 25 years. We're divorced, but you make sense, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> well one, one, one thing I'll say is it's not a way of thinking. That's the difference. You can think about it all you want, but it's wrong. Anything you think about that this is, is not it by definition, because it's a thought. And thought can't touch what reality is because it's beyond and prior to thought. It emerges thought. So it, it can't, it just can't. It's like a snake trying to eat its tail. It just can't. Um, Neil says, are ads supposed to show up during the live feed? Just saw one come up. Ah, YouTube has this new default where it defaults to mid-roll ads in a live. So I have to remember to turn that off next time. Because <laughs> I, I really don't, I don't want your ad revenue for this. When we're doing this kind of thing, it's kind of a bad thing. It's really interrupting actually, shit. But it's what's happening, so we roll with it. Um, it's, not even, it's not even a lot of money, you guys. Like it's like pennies. So I don't know why, I, don't, I just gotta turn them off. Marianne, who is at retreat? Are we on Facebook or YouTube? Well, what do you think? Where are you now? Take a look, take a look. Um, Emily Anderson, I was taught Catholic that God's love is so infinite it makes Hitler a tiny blip in the entirety of the universe. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything about Hitler because it will be misconstrued. Um, so I'm gonna leave Hitler out of it because right now that would show, see, so part of, part of realization is discernment. It's like, okay, we're meeting people where they are. Like someone who's currently uh, stressed out, whether they're Jewish or whether they're Arab or whether they're Palestinian or whether they care about this so much or whether they, you know, whatever it is, they had a family member in the Holocaust, they're a German citizen who's still like got the collective trauma of all this, what, whatever it is, like what good does it do to say, well, 
to say anything about that, actually, from here. All I'll say is look into your present experience. That's all there is. Look into it and see for yourself. Realize for yourself. And at some point, the realization may be that the question doesn't arise. And you'll see why when you look. I can't tell you. If I could tell you, everyone would just be awake because you just go, it's just this. Oh, okay. Sadly, no. That's the game we're playing here is the game of going beyond the mind by letting the mind relax. And sometimes that means becoming such a spiritual seeker that the mind, I was just like, <laughs> it kind of is a circle jerk. Um, doing the spiritual circle jerk for long enough that your, that your masturbation hand actually gets tired. And uh, the seeking mind just exhausts itself and says, I can't do this anymore. And when that happens, it's an energetic letting go. Then it's just, you just see reality. Oh, oh, it was just this. And it's this huge relief. And the seeking energy can dissolve to a large degree. Um. Emma says, I don't know. I like my ad. Uh, some travel thing and a nice beach. See, Emma is a glasses half full kind of gal. <laughs> Always sends me such beautiful things. Um, Sam T., I'm still in the meditative state where thoughts are seen like words on a screen, like a prom, uh, like a prompter. Uh, there's a, a waiting for the big bliss explosion. Oh, Sam, this is a great point. Okay, I was in this space for a long time. Um, one of the dangers of like, oh, thank you, Michael, for the for the super chat support. By the way, one of the great dangers of <laughs> Eunice Fart says circle jerks are real. Real is a heart attack, man. Real is a dream. Uh, one of the great dangers of spiritual pursuit, especially on YouTube now, where all these videos are, are that the mind wants to turn it into the ultimate cookie. Like once I'm enlightened, this will happen. Once I'm awakened, I'll have this blissful explosion. Oh, awakening is this huge event where the heavens and the earth are shaken. And you know, I've read Zen about Mu and it's like this, Ken show, motherfucker. Um, and of course, the mind, bless its heart, wants that. It wants what's best for what it thinks you are. It's, it's really a sweet, innocent child, the mind. It's conditioned by not just your own life, but by generations, thousands of generations of human consciousness. It's really this innocent, reflective house of mirrors in thought that has evolved over time in consciousness itself to keep you what it thinks you are as safe. And one of the things it wants is for you to be happy. So when it figures out, you know what? Life hasn't made it happy. Getting job and shit hasn't made it happy. Get, getting money hasn't made it happy. Um, having a perfect relationship hasn't made it happy. Oh, maybe when I get the perfect relationship, I'll be happy. Ah, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. And it instantly generates time, the illusion of time. In the future, this will happen. So you're sitting in meditation and you're like, oh, there's words and there's thoughts. There they are. But man, this isn't it because this hasn't happened. I haven't felt this blissful explosion of unity consciousness. So that hasn't happened. And so the mind is actually, that's a thought. That's another thought. It's another bird. You're just not seeing it. Or you maybe are seeing it, but you're like, well, okay. But then it happens again. And so it, it's absorbing so much awareness, so much attention that that's where you are. And awakening, talking about awakening as an event is a, is a, is a, is a problem, but it's all we can do because language is dualistic. It, it has to use time and it has to use a person and an object, but this is beyond persons and objects and time. It's just this. And so at some point it relaxes and it's just seen and then it's, it's realized you can't say a word about it. And there's a kind of relaxing and knowing. So what I would say to you is, consider the possibility that you can't ever know whether there's awakening or not, that it's not an event, and that nothing is required because it's already the case, but maybe a willingness to just let be what is and just notice everything, feel every single thing as it is, and try to allow a relaxing where even the labels show up and you see that labeling. 
and then you relax and maybe the labels stop showing up and then it's just the raw sense experience. And then the realization that, oh, this doesn't need mind to make it something. It's already exactly what it is. And then maybe the spontaneous question might arise. So who is hearing these sounds? Who is seeing this camera? And a spontaneous feeling and a looking into what is that? Who is that? Maybe that's all it is. See, see what you think. Or maybe watch what you think, but feel into that, into this moment in that way, if you, if you want. Might be something to try. Um, <laughs> Dose Boy. Dose Boy's got it going on, man. I'm not even going to read that comment because it's, it's a, it's a one click, uh, click too much for my audience, but not, not for me, man. Keep going. Um, Robert Mood, uh, subscriber of the channel, need a Ken Show motherfucker t-shirt now. That's a great idea. Risa, are you listening? Ken Show motherfucker. Diego Achoyan, thank you for the super chat. Uh, really kind of you to support the show. Um, Hey, Sue, happy Monday. Emily says, there's a joke with middle-aged people uh, where we, what is it? Something, we say next week, things will finally slow down, then it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It's always in the future. It's always in time. And you know, suffering occurs because we get time bound. Like there's something that's gonna happen in the future. In the very present, in the pure presence, there isn't suffering. Um. Suffering almost by definition requires time, like in many ways, like, will this continue forever? It's gonna get better in a second or it'll get worse in a second. Yeah, it's all time bound stuff. Um, Staren says, what is, what must be? What is, is what must be, Watership Down. Watership Down is some Zen shit right there. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Not much to say. Nothing to say, really. Just mouth moving, words coming out, out of nowhere. Mm. And sometimes the body draws your attention and it's like, oh, what's happening in the body? Is that an emotion? What is that? Energy, images. Image of the whole body at once. What's there when the image drops and it's just the sensations, just as they are. It's really as simple as that. These are your gateways. Your senses are the gateways to what you are. They're the gateway to now. They're the gateway to infinity. They're the gateway to nothing, to everything. And they're always here, spontaneously, effortlessly, without trying, even with your eyes closed, there is the visual field. Even with your fingers in your ears, there's the sound of rushing blood or tinnitus. Try to turn off the sensations in your body. And that spacious awakeness and thoughts dancing like birds in that, just spontaneously showing up. Made of and in and as the infinite potentiality of this living truth. And what the fuck does Hitler have to do with that? With this? All right, I think we did a thing. Um, if you guys are into this kind of thing, maybe uh, 
want to go do a, probably do, we'll do an online retreat thing. You can join our supporter group. It's just zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, or just on YouTube, there's a little button to join. Facebook, locals, Instagram are all ways you can join. Uh, and again, that little $5 per month activation energy is really to kind of, it supports all this because I don't do a lot of like fundraising otherwise. Um, but it's also to kind of make sure you're serious about it because that group is pretty tight. And you ask people in the group, they can weigh in in the comments like that, that little bit of, you know, cost of a cup of coffee a month still is enough to weed out people that aren't serious um, about exploring their true nature in a safe place with fellow medical people that are skeptics. So you're not gonna get a lot of woo-woo here. You're just gonna get your own experience pointed out. Like, look here, yeah. Doseboy hit me with the two bucks. Why do you laugh when you feel the universe? You know, you made all these funny fucking jokes earlier, but your question is the best question I've had in a long time. Why do you laugh when you feel the universe? And I don't know if you're asking in the hypothetical, like, why is it one laughs when one feels the universe? Or why is it that I laugh? So let me see, let me see, let me see. This, I gotta, I just gotta feel into this one. <laughs> ah yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for, for me and again you can't put this into words but i'm going to do my damnedest all right when i touch into the unborn this uncreated substrate. It's not, and these are words, they, they mean nothing. I'm just trying to point in this direction that you can feel into. Like what it is that's living this life, that's generating this appearance, apparently. It is hilarious. There's no other way to talk about it. It is the funniest thing ever because it's just, it, the whole thing is just seen as the divine comedy like it's just so funny that we ever got this wrong and it's also very sad but it's really funny because when you when you touch into what that is it's you in the truest sense but there's no identity so it's hard to talk about <laughs> but it's it's so beyond perfect that it's funny it's like how could we have ever and then everything's funny. This mic is hilarious. Like everything is just like, wow. So that's not a satisfying answer. And it won't be until you touch that yourself, as yourself, free of labels and thought. It's the best stand-up routine in the entire universe is reality itself. <laughs> the cosmic joke, grace happens, that's it. <laughs> Serenish, the unborn is my specialty, actually. It's hilarious, right? So everybody I've talked, like today I sat with somebody who's super empty, super realized, and they're a physician. And we just looked at each other and just, just laugh and giggle and laugh and, and then get very serious about human suffering. Like, yeah, can you believe like this is, this is the delusion that causes us to suffer? And then it's like, <laughs> like, and again, people are like, you're laughing at Hitler? It always goes to Hitler. Nope. Come, come. Join us where you never left. Join us where you don't have to go anywhere to be. Join us by falling back into what is your birthright. It is you. That's why I can laugh unabashedly because I know, I know that it's you too. There's no distinction between you and I. It, 
it's yours, it's mine, it's no one's, it's this. It's hilarious, it's perfect. And your suffering is felt with pure compassion and my suffering is met with awareness, like, oh God, there's that. All right. Gots to go. Love you guys a lot. All right, until next time. Peace, we out. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just gotta ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, Financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.